Hey, Sean, long time oh no sweat. Gosh, James, it's so good to see you. It's been, oh my God. It's been a year yeah. and a half. I miss you. Pandemic. It's been nuts. This is being recorded before the other episode, so it's sure. not as if uh, you uh, haven't been in my room lately. No, the canon is what it is. Yeah, how have you been? Oh my gosh, what I've have you been, been pretty up to? good. Oh, well... Finally got my blood turned into pudding. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 70% pudding, and I'm pretty excited about pudding. that. Pudding. Pudding, baby. How you are know, you doing? Holy moly style. I'm doing yeah. great. I've just, because I'm vaccinated now, I've been yeah. hitting out, going around. Nice, uh, nice. Been going to the circus, hopping on okay. the terror wheel, getting uh, high wait, of it, hold, and hold leaving, wait. walking around for a little bit, rinse, repeat. James. Did you say the terror wheel? Yeah, you know, down at the circus carnival, it's like dark. Yeah, the carnival of Karnak. James, yeah. you can't get off the terror wheel. That's that's the whole point of the terror wheel. Nobody gets off of the terror wheel. I mean, I get off on it head high wise. No, we all get off, but nobody gets literally off. Like I don't know what to tell you. James, I, you this is what I do. Okay. I go to the circus. I have my tickets. Well, I mean, first I go to the tickets, get the tickets. Okay, don't go to the terror You don't have wheel. to break down every step. Say, hey, Jim, what's up? All right. And again, not every step. I get on, I get fucking like I'm stoned, hop off, eat a corn dog, all right. go back on, and I kind of repeat that a few times. All right. Well, first of all, nobody, sh nobody should be eating those corn dogs. Those are not safe corn dogs. Second of all, nobody gets. James, we're gonna we're going we're going down to the carnival. Uh, hey, James, I haven't gotten high today, so I'm fine with there it. There is no way you get off on the terror wheel. I'm gonna show you what the real terror the terror wheel is. Okay. All right, let's get down there. A few moments later. Um hi. Excuse me. Um uh, what? Hey James, what's what? up, man? Hey Jim, how have you been? What? There's no way you know each other. Oh yeah, James, he comes here, he gets high of the wheel, and then he leaves. You he leaves the terror wheel? I'm perplexed as you are, but I guess the ringmaster, uh, further joker cards enjoy him. Huh, James. Are you the most wicked person I know? Could be. What up, motherfuckers? My name's James, uh, old juggalo, a.k.a. I mean, like, in the previous, I'm not an old man, almost 30, but 30 is the new 13, okay? I'm young and nubile, bitch. And I've... <laughs> welcome. Oh, yeah, I guess I should say welcome to Shuffling the Deck. The only, to my knowledge and to your knowledge as well, listener, unless you're correcting us in a five-star iTunes review... Make it five, baby. If you give us a five-star, we'll read it on the pod. If it's anything below, you could be calling us, like, cucks and whatnot. We will still read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's anything below, though, I won't even... I, I, I won't even interpret them as letters. I'll I won't see it even as a... print them out and wipe my ass with them. Nah, dude. Nah, dude. I'm going to go. I'm going to walk out that bathroom all poop butt and full of dirt. Mud I ain't going to wipe my ass. But this is but the dude. only what I was saying podcast called Shuffling the Deck. 
Oh yeah, and I'm also. Oh, wait, Sean. no, I need to finish you, the so people okay, know that you introduced the yourself. Podcast. Yes, and then I forgot. And then you that introduced it, the podcast. Well, it's and then been you just a left week, me there. Okay, you left me there since we did that. So this yeah. is shuffling the deck. The definitive introductory ICP playlist podcast, where our goal is to create the definitive playlist and, and welcome I'm in James. No, and I'm old but nubile. I've got an old nubile body, and I'm I'm Jennifer Garner, thirteen, going on thirty. Thirteen, going on seventy. <laughs> That's an old soul if you ever told me one. I was going to say, it was kind of like uh, Sound of Music, but also just kind of absolutely twisted and bizarre. Oh, and hell I yeah. love it. That's what I'm we're all about. about. Hell yeah, dude. Hell I'm twisted yeah, like the goddamn rappers and the blunt in my pocket. Because I don't have good like pockets. The Hold on, I have a good <gasps> bit here. Uh, I'm twisted like the tea. That was the end of my bit. I'm twisted like all the <laughs> villains in Mega Ranger because for some nice. reason they have a twist fetish. Wait, what is a twist? I don't, what is a twist? F- this is not, this is not mostly speaking Sentai, but what is a twist fetish? No, it's just every single one of them has like in their design twisties and they're like, they generally twist. Like that's just for some weird, weird. reason. Someone's like, yeah. Probably was in the writer's room trying to think of new ideas for this next Sentai. Then, let me do the twist. Came on and they were like, holy shit, we can use that. Huh. Strange. Okay. Strange uh, music. Strange music. I'm going to burp. Uh? Oh, my God. Tim Allen, Detroit's own baby. His brother taught me English. Wait, is that truthful? Yes, it's 100% truthful. You know Tim Allen's brother, yes, and he I taught do. you how to speak the English language. Uh-huh. He taught me oh my mass my. media, and then he taught me student publications two years in a row. Oh my gosh! Because it was an elective, bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the fine state of Michigan, watch this transition. Boom! Which in 1994 <gasps> is going through some things. Hey, 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 James. Hey, Marsh. Are you ready for this one? Are you ready for the Rust Belt retrospective? Ooh. Hell yeah, baby! We are in Michigan in 1994. 1994. Which one of these albums took place in? The other one didn't, but we did 93 last week. Yes. So we're on 94. Which it actually worked out that way. Nice. It I'm did very work great. out. Yes, we nailed it. We met, That's how we meant it. Oh, Nicole uh, Byer. We nailed it. We are Nicole Byer. We are mother freaking uh, big beardy dude from the television show Parks and Rec. What? Who, Nick Offerman. Who I, I, okay, so Why? I associate I Nick Offerman Nicole with Byer. Like, yeah, and I was adding with Nick Offerman because he he knows his way around a nail and also a hammer. With oh, all of his woodworking! It was go- I was I was gonna get there. You gotta you gotta trust me on my road to, right. to perdition. That's like a lot of the <laughs> podcasts that I do when I start saying something that the setup. If I just yeah. leave it there, sounds like I'm being very offensive and closed-minded. But it's because I'm trying to make a point, looping it around, and like. It's their human nature. All of my co-hosts will cut me off and start and like try to get onto a new topic. I was like, no, guys, I need <laughs> to finish this. So sometimes I'll have to in the edit be like, hey, guys, 
James in the edit here. This is where I was going with that. Please don't think I'm I'm bigoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh, hold on. I need to finish this joke or I need to finish this joke or it's not a joke. It's hate speech. But there have been times I think on even this show, Sean, you have oh, done shit. that. That makes sense. I just want to try and get my thing in. Um, Ooh, talking about with my, my thing. <laughs> We're getting there. First, I do want to talk about uh, Michigan real quick. Uh, in 1994, uh, we have... Nicole was born. You were born in 94? No, Nicole was born. Oh, Nicole was born in 94. Yeah. I. Ooh, that is not on my list of stories. She so was a delayed can't. Christmas present. Merry Christmas to you. Or the University of Michigan, the miracle of Michigan, actually anti-Christmas. Miracle <gasps> of Michigan, which is just an awesome story. The Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, it's, it's a college football game. Colorado Buffaloes beat Michigan Wolverines by one point in like the craziest second half in college football ever. Uh, miracle of Michigan. Kind of just Michigan getting their dick kicked in a little bit. Uh, but otherwise, things are kind of turning around. Things are looking good in Michigan. John Angler, which we talked about last time, mm-hmm. is reelected. Michigan's going red. That's this is a kind of a bummer, but this is no. a number one story. As voted on by the AP, Angler is reelected governor and Spencer Abraham to the Senate. Both Republicans, both kind of what it is, what it is. What's up? And we talked about this. That's what I like about this one. Uh, this feels like a lot of continuing storylines. Uh, yeah. This is like this is the backlash after WrestleMania, where we're you know we we set some things up last year, and now we're kind of like following through. The school funding, which we talked about last week, all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, 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 and then, uh, 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 the property taxes. I'm gonna spin you so hard on that terror wheel. Yeah, that's fair. Fair, <laughs> fair. It's too. And, and now I have to include those us, or else people would be like, "Why he didn't say any?" Let me down. <sighs> okay. Uh, so the pro- proposal A passes to shift school front funding from pop property taxes to sales taxes. Uh, which we talked about last time, how they were uh, not using property tax anymore mm-hmm. to fund schools. And I didn't understand because I'm like, oh, that sounds like real shitty because schools need money. And I need to look this up. I think using sales tax, I should have looked this up, uh, but sa- using a sales tax as opposed to a property tax feels like it's going to be like going to be better for schools in poorer income neighborhoods. But then there's not as much spending in those neighborhoods. Oh, God. so we go from sales tax to specifically in these neighborhoods? Like we're not using sales tax from across the state? Maybe, but should, my I, guess is this no. This was my job. Yeah. yeah. that makes sense. This was my job. Because like, let's say there's a Mercedes dealership in a place or even like a boat, like they sell yachts because like it is, you're covered in lakes in Michigan. And if you're selling a huge bow in a nice neighborhood, that's Mm. immediately going to have so much more impactfulness than a place that doesn't have any luxury goods or items to be sold. So we're still, well, that happened. Whether or not that does anything is yet to be seen. It's only 1994. I can't wait until Um, we get to the storyline where it's like, we're going to use lottery money. And it's like, no, I don't think they are going (laughs) to use that either. (laughs) Someone's going to fund these kids learning. Speaking of kids learning, this next story has nothing to do with children. In some ways, it's the opposite end of the spectrum. We're looking at Jack Kevorkian again. Again. Jack Kevorkian is in every episode. He's always in the top five AP News stories in Michigan. Um, Jack Kevorkian is acquitted again 
This was for another uh, another assisted suicide case. They prosecute him again. He is acquitted again. He goes on to quote. He goes on to say, "I'm prosecutable. I'm just not convictable." Ooh, which is like kind of a badass quote. It's yeah. like, yeah, they're they're coming for my neck, but uh, good luck. They can I'm, hack at it. They, it's not gonna break. That's like I'm controversial, but mm-hmm. I'm not damnable. That's I'm controversial. And you can't do a goddamn thing about it. I'm controversial it. but uncancelable, motherfucker. Jack of Orkin. After I read that quote, I immediately, I immediately was just like, Jack of Orkin's kind of a fucking G. He's cold as hell. Yeah. Then we have the and here's where and this is the part where I was like, well, things are looking up because the auto sales is booming and there's actual economic growth. We're seeing Michigan uh, make money again, which might be nice for them there, Michiganders. And then the fifth news story, I kind of combined two, so this might be more the sixth news story. Okay. But the charter schools are ruled unconstitutional. Whoa. Regardless, legislature moves to authorize and fund them. So oh, it's like wow. They w- yeah, so they went out of the way to be like, hey, charter schools kind of suck. It, 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 it really se- seeks to homogenize wealthy neighborhoods and wealthy kids to, like, educate. If you have the money for a charter school, you can be educated. Otherwise, good luck. Uh, no, we're not going to do that. And then they're like, yeah, they're like, no, we can't do that. And then they're like, we're going to do it anyway. There was a charter school that an ex and I would meet up and make out at. Good. Fuck charter schools. That's what they're there for. Cheese. Hell yeah. Having two, disrespect ge- of charter two schools. absolute degenerates making out on their playground equipment. That sounds juggalo as hell. I love it. Hey, it was. Hell yeah. This this is the ex-girlfriend to anyone who listens to my other podcast that during a summer we were dating. This was a two summers in a row we dated, but broke up before the summer's end. And she said, hey, I'm going to travel with a carnival of Karnak. Yes, of Karnak and mm-hmm. call it. And she's like, hey, I'll be there for like two weeks. And then when I come back, it'll be great. So flash forward two weeks. She's like, hey. I'm still with this traveling carnival. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We keep talking. Yeah. And then like another week, she's like, hey, I'm sorry, but like my mom really needs me. I got to stay with this carnival. And I was like, hey, I understand that, but I can't wait around for you because it's getting close to yeah. school time. Maybe she's just going to drop out and just stay with this carnival. She did not. Mm-hmm. But that's- how old, And how old were you at the time? I think we were like 15, 16, 17 in that age range. Okay. That's, wow. I didn't realize you can join the carnival. Well, wait, so your mother, was her mother in the carnival or did yes. she just have to make money? For, okay. Oh, no. I mean, she was like carny folk. They were setting up things. Yeah, they were. Okay. So there was like a family of, that makes sense. I don't know why in my brain I'm like, this, 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 this teenage woman just like left her family and joined the carnival to make money for her sick mother. That oh, was the no, story no. I was running, which doesn't make any sense. Her yeah, that mom doesn't... is with them. Mm-hmm. Which also answers my next question. How do you join a car? How do you become a carny at like 15, 16? That's well, honestly it's... something I wanted to do when I was 15 or 16 years old. You and then just everyone get a bullied job. Me. Yeah, but then one in Buffalo bullied me. What? Everyone in Buffalo was like, Everyone in Buffalo was like, that's fucking stupid. You're a dummy and I hate oh, you. I thought you meant every carnival in... Buffalo would be like, fuck you, kid. We don't need mm-hmm. you here. There's a lot of gatekeeping going on, and they wouldn't let me in. We have cooler kids here. I mean, they're probably, I don't know, but I would imagine there is a little bit of, like, gate. Because because it is so much of it, it I feel like there are a lot of, like, like your ex there, 
people who get like grandfathered in and people who like have family in the carnival so that like it's harder to just kind of like break in. Um, I mean, you could just apply, but like. But one carnival, there is no gatekeeping the dark yes. carnival. Hell yes. Hey, 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 James, what's going on? What's going on there, there, there in music uh, in 1994? Unless you want me to talk about wrestling. No, we'll do this. So what, okay. what's, what should we call this? The, the, the mainstream roundup. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Well, this, we have two albums. So if you didn't see the title of the show, we are doing Beverly Kills 50187, which came out on July 16th, 1993, and The Terror Wheel, which came out on August 5th, 94. So for those weeks, I have the top five. So starting with nice. the 93, we have Slam. Oh, also, I said screw the like the Billboard 100 shit, the top 40, and just focus on the rap music because that seems more relevant. Yeah, this is, that's what we're talking about. So the top five is weird, and you'll know by the because of the number one and number two. First up, on number five, Slam by Onyx. Yeah, do-do-do-do-do-do. That makes sense. Number four, Weak by SMV. Wait, what is Weak by SMV? I don't know. I don't have time to listen to these as well. (laughs) Next up is number three, Lately by Jodeci. Okay. And then number two is Woot, There It Is by 95 South. But then number one is Woomp, There It Is by Tag Team. (laughs) I don't understand this. Maybe one is the one like the beat, like a club remix that's playing in the club so much that it's on number two. It's two different, but it's two different acts. It's two different, it's two different musicians. Which might be because it's a club remix. I get, yeah, that's so fucking wild. That's, wow. Like the, baby, it's hard to believe we're in heaven. That was someone named Do, but then on the, the, like, it's not credited as Do out front on the, like, club remix that everyone is aware of. Heaven, heaven, heaven. Are you Googling this right now? Yeah, I absolutely am. All right. But then in August 5th of 94, we have This DJ by Warren G, Back in the Mm. Day by Ahmed. Then number three is Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. Tootsity Roll by the 6ix9ine Boys. Oh, yeah. They're they're having a happy meal for two. And then- That song still slaps. Yeah, it does. I don't know. It's a fun song. Yeah. Also, um, that's a Sean Clements joke. The Happy Meal for Two <laughs> is a 69. And then number one, which is real cool, Funkadelic by DeBrat. Oh, I don't think I know that. I don't listen to... I know, Man, I think I know DeBrat. This is embarrassing. I think I only know DeBrat off of... Um, Never Not Funny. I was going to say uh, 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 Surreal Life from VH1. Okay, a good I show. I think they were on there. Because didn't DeBrat... Wasn't she in the office next to Never Not Funny? Was she? Oh, I, I don't know. I think it. I believe that was the rapper that was next to them. Oh, oh, I want. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go back. I gotta go back in time. You, you just go to, to Never rhymes. Not Notes and then search Debrat. Oh man! Speaking of notes, we got a wild year in professional wrestling. Let's get into the wrestling rest notes. Oh, and guess what, Sean. Yeah, I have Peacock Premium now, and it was it's free, and I got it through Xfinity. All you have to do is live chat Xfinity and say, hey, 
when I try to do this, it's saying it costs more money on my bill. They'll put in the order for you. Then 24 hours later, you can link your internet with your Peacock account, and then you'll have Peacock Premium. Yeah, hear that? Oh, you beautiful so-and-so sitting at home. We have your back. Get that premium content. So if you have, just get the Flex. They'll ship you a Flex thing. You do not need to use the Flex streaming service box. It's free, though. So if you are paying for WWE shit and Peacock, but you have Xfinity, stop. Go and get it for free through your through Xfinity itself. Yeah. Speaking of the WWE, because I don't know what that is. I'm back in 1994 when the WWF is fucking up. Ooh. Are you familiar with the steroid scandal of 94? I am not. Enlighten me. So in 1994, um, they finally go to trial. The United States versus McMahon. This is like a this is a federal case uh, where McMahon has been accused of of offering and pressuring his employees to be using anabolic steroids. Oh, I couldn't imagine that honest do gooder doing that upright citizen. No, not such. And pardon the language, uh, literal carny shit. Yeah, Uh, has just like uh, uh, he is found. He is acquitted though. Uh, He's found not guilty. He's, or uh, yeah, acquitted means yeah. He's not found not guilty, mm-hmm. and it's it's like a, it's, it's this weird sketchy thing where their big like witness was a wrestler by the name of Nails, who ends up contradicting himself on the stand. He's like, "No, I'm here because McMahon pressured me to use steroids. I don't hate him." You know, five minutes later, fuck that guy. I'll kill him. I'll kill him if I see him. So. They really don't have. A, they, they end up not really having much of a leg to stand on. Even Hogan, who at this point uh, has slimmed down considerably, he's still a big dude, but he's not like eighty-eight Hogan, where his arms are like the size of his neck. Wait, is he now in WWF or WCW? We're getting there. Okay, um, but but Hogan is is a witness, and he's like, yeah, I I use them. I never got them from McMahon, but a lot of their time and energy in the WWF is spent on this trial. So we're seeing kind of a. A slow year uh, for the mm-hmm. Federation. We're seeing really the start of the new era, which is Shawn Michaels, the Click, so Razor Ramon, Diesel. You have British Bulldog, Bret Hart. Uh, Lex Luger is still kind of in there. Tatanka's in there. EC Dub. Ooh, we're getting there. Okay, Ooh, we're getting okay. there. Uh, we see WrestleMania 10, which is like honestly one of the coolest fucking WrestleManias ever, because that's the one that features Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. And Brett's like, I'll, I'll never fight my brother. And then a few months later, I can't believe I have to fight my brother. Uh, and they have a great match. And it's the, it's the first match of WrestleMania. And then the last match of WrestleMania is Brett versus Yokozuna. Brett wrestles twice for the championship. And it's, if you're a Bret Hart fan, like WrestleMania 10 is the one to watch. Also, if you're a football fan, that's the WrestleMania LT fight, uh, fights Bam Bam Bigelow. But the reason the new era, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and they're pushing all these younger talent, and they have to is because WCW just made some big money moves. Uh, the first person to jump ship in 94 is Bobby Heenan, who's an old old manager, one of the best announcers, one of the best, uh, like, heel announcers in the game. Like, he's the perfect kind of like, well, I see why he's cheating, because he wants to win, and I respect that about him. He's brilliant. Uh, he's a WCW face now. And Hulk Hogan who left in 93 after WrestleMania, like around WrestleMania 9, maybe like a, like a little after that, 
he's now in WCW. And Hogan's bringing with him Brutus the Barber Beefcake, the Nasty Boys, a lot of Team Hogan, a lot of dudes Hogan has worked with for years and years. They just are all coming over. And they're older, they're older names, but they're household names. Mm-hmm. It's like WCW, for the first time, looks like a real competitor. Uh, we have, and this is Eric Bischoff now. We know it's no more. It's no more Bill Watts. This is Eric Bischoff signing these really bad contracts in some cases. Like the Hogan one is notoriously just like a, an aggressive amount of money and an aggressive amount of power, mm-hmm. like political power for Hogan. But it's now that the we could loop back into the test, uh, the not testosterone, the steroid stuff. He's slimmed mm-hmm. down probably because he's no longer having to take them or being forced to take them by McMahon, allegedly. Allegedly. And it's a, it's a little, I think it's a little trickier than that. Honestly, the interesting thing about the steroid scandal, and I, 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 know, a li- I know a little about this. Uh, Sean Mooney is someone to look up. So is Pat Patterson. At the same time, there is, and tr- uh, trigger warning, uh, there is a sexual harassment scandal. Mm. In the w- and the like, it's the crazy how the steroid scandal kind of lines up with a lot of the accusations, so that like the steroid case overshadows a lot of the sexual harassment case. Okay, again, uh, Sean Mooney, Pat Patterson, those are the names to look up, and I think that's kind of where the timeline it gets tricky in those early, in the early nineties like that. And that's, it's honestly the thing with the steroid, like there definitely are people using, but it's like it's gonna be both sides of the brand. Like it's and, and and it's the weird. I don't know how much it is Vince McMahon pressuring versus the carny world of professional wrestling. Yeah. And and yeah, because we still haven't uh, WF still hasn't broken kayfabe. There's a uh, I don't think yet. There's a famous episode of Raw where Vince McMahon goes on and straight up says wrestling's not real. We're not there yet. This is real to me, goddamn it. And and the thing with this this world of kayfabe is that there is a lot sketch because no one's admitting that it's fake. There is a lot. There are a lot more secrets, yeah, um, because they're already keeping secrets. So I think I I don't know. I wasn't there. I think if I guessed, I think Vince McMahon kind of like turned an eye, but I don't know if he was. I don't I I don't know how much he was pressuring. I don't know how much he was supplying. All of it. I'm going out on a limb right now. Allegedly, he was supplying all of it. I mean, if he was, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if Easy E was doing something very similar. Um, Wait, what? But Easy E, AK, sorry, oh, okay. Eric Bischoff okay. at the time is also known as Easy E. Right. Not to be confused with Easy E. This is technically <laughs> a rap program, so yes, that's why I, re- I was I like. Really, I realized that after I said it, I'm like, ooh, hold on. Easy E's like, I really want to bulk up. I'm such a tiny man. And then he bulks up and he gives big, strong takes on Hulk Hogan. Whoa, that would have been fucking badass. The NWA versus the NWO. NWO. Hell yes. Someone please write that up as a comic. Nicole, get on that. Nicole. She is not in the room. She's not. She is. No, no, She does not give a shit about what we're talking about. Unfortunately, uh, there's still no NWO. Hogan is... Pure babyface. He's trying to recreate uh, his like magic of the '80s, where he fights a monster or a villain, and like it's a big, scary, Godzilla? like almost a movie monster. Yeah, pretty much. Damn. Because um, he would name his opponents would be named like Earthquake and Typhoon. Uh, they would do something called the Dungeon of Doom pretty soon. I know all about that. Cheesy as hell. It was like it 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 just wasn't what 1994 wrestling fans wanted. They wanted Bret Hart. These technical guys. Because, um, yeah, Bret Hart is over like Rover right now. Or 
or we see in Japan, and I mentioned last week, FMW. FMW is doing a lot this year. Uh, Onita, again, if, and if, if, you have, if you haven't taken the time and you're a wrestling fan to look up what Onita does, I feel like if you're, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, a deathmatch fan, look up F, FMW Onita at this time period. And, ladies and gentlemen, officially, officially, ECW is in the building. So they are still kind of working with the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, which isn't a, a full-on company of its own. It's a bunch of uh, wrestling companies that all joined together. And they're trying to, like, come back. Ever since they lost WCW, they lost a lot of, they lost AWA, they lost a lot of television. They're like, hold on, Eastern Championship Wrestling has a television deal. What we're going to do is we're going to crown a new champion on Eastern Championship Wrestling television. And they will represent the NWA, and that's going to how we're going to, we're going to rebuild the NWA empire. Paul Heyman, who has taken over control from the last episode, has another idea. They put the title on Shane Douglas. Uh, Shane Douglas, a former WWF guy, big dude, definitely a guy that can carry your belt. He's a, he's a, he's a name. Because he's got um, the muscles. The, the NWA title is notorious for being filled with lead, so it was extremely yeah. heavy. <laughs> That's it. It's, <laughs> it's not that you had to look a certain way. It's that you had to physically lift it up. Yeah. It was a lead title. It was very heavy. Your core uh, strength <laughs> needs to be aggressive because it goes around your core, and your shoulders need to be buff because when you slap it over that with its greasy hair that – Someone oh, wants yeah. you to jack off with. That's the sound of grease being squeezed onto your shoulders. Yeah. Here's the thing. We'll never find out if Shane Douglas can really carry it on his shoulders. As soon as he wins the title, he throws it on the ground, calls NWA essentially trash. This title means nothing to me. I've seen this match. Yeah. NWA has no idea this is going to happen. All of a sudden, just like, oh, yeah, here's our new champion. Let's 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 launch this reboot. Our new champion immediately goes, hey, fuck NWA. They're trash. I'm all about the ECW title. That's the heavyweight title. He's like Dr. Dre in uh, 91. Pretty much. Where he's just like, fuck the NWA. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what they do. He's the, the literal next day, Shane Douglas won, it, won the title on the 28th. On the 29th, ECW no longer is Eastern Championship Wrestling. They are totally split from NWA. They are Extreme Championship Wrestling with Shane Douglas as their first heavyweight title holder. <laughs> and this is where we're seeing... So with WWF, we're seeing Bret Hart, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, WCW, Macho Man also jumped ship in December. We have Hulk Hogan. We have Lex. We have uh, Stinger. Uh, we have, you know, a couple of older guys, a couple of younger guys. The Steiners are in between. ECW... We got Shane Douglas. We got Taz. We've got Sabu. Uh, I think Rob Van Dam is coming soon. Like oh, we are, man, four twenty like, himself. So, so while WCW Mr. Pay-per-view. is struggling to like with all these older gentlemen and the, and this older like Hogan eighty style of wrestling, ECW has just come out of the gates swinging. They are the brand to watch. They come they come out so hard. This is it. This is what we're going to be talking about uh, in American wrestling for the next. God, six, seven years until 2001, like is these three companies. And it's a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan. In all all the companies, the WWF uh, is doing something completely differently. We've never seen a wrestler like Brett, whose entire gimmick, Brett's the most boring guy on earth. He's just great at what he does. Brett can't talk. Brett has no real like natural charisma or personality. He's just an amazing wrestler. 
And then we're seeing Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair on WCW, something we no, we never thought. If you so, told someone in 84, hey, H uh, Hogan versus Ric Flair, they're like, oh, I, I would love to see it. It's in my dreams. That's I like uh, Godzilla yeah. versus Gamera. Everyone's like, it needs to happen. But it's like, it's yeah. never going to happen, guys, unless Toho eventually mm -hmm. buys whatever, I forget the name of the company that owns Gamera. I don't need to also worry on this podcast of some nerd coming out of the woodwork and being like, Gamera is owned by this. Uh, no, we don't have to worry about it because we know you nerds will, you beautiful nerds. Oh, no, I was saying because this isn't a tokusatsu podcast. It's a oh, okay. ICP. Uh, but then Steve F. is going to be like, oh, James, uh, I'm <laughs> listening. And I'm like, no, Steve F., no. But Steve F., uh, yes, it's absolutely Gamera versus God. It's the perfect analogy, Gamera versus Godzilla in WCW. And then ECW, no one knows who Taz is yet. No one knows who Sabu is yet. But these are going to be huge, influential wrestlers mm -hmm. to, the Ameri to, to American wrestling. You know, from then to today, you know, I, we don't need to get into Ring of Honor or CZW, but those are two very different, you know, uh, 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 wrestling federations uh, ROH a little more technical, CCW very hardcore, but they both come from Philadelphia and come from ECW. And that's Daniel Bryan, that's John Moxley, that's a lot of very big uh, Orange Cassidy, a lot of big uh, modern day wrestlers, CM Punk. We're seeing, the, we're seeing the birth of a new style of American wrestling. And it's very exciting. You ever just walk down the street and see a Chicago made punk? I see a Chicago made punk every day day because of these chicago made punks walking these chicago made streets <gasps> but back in that the day that what cm stands for yeah th i mean that's what i've heard it stands for i didn't know that uh huh. back in the day the chicago streets were muskegon made streets that's when they were wooden is. and stuff when the fire happened a lot of the wood came from muskegon huh muskegon helped burn down chicago no the opposite wait helped Revitalize, oh, yes. Okay, I'm a, you said it, and my brain still went, oh, Muskegon sent wood to Chicago to burn. When I'm oh, just like dummy. like this hardwood floor that I sometimes splooge on, this yeah, yeah. could be from Muskegon. A Muskegon uh, boy revitalizing Muskegon crop. Muskegon boy with Muskegon wood splooging on Muskegon wood. Oh, hey, Sean... Yeah. We might need to do just the one big story from wrestling. Uh, because, no, oh, leave it all in. Uh, because, well, no, no, I need to leave it all in. I need to figure out, like, oh, which one am I going to cut? And that usually takes longer than just. That's fair. I just want to talk about wrestling because it's such a weird time. Well, ne okay. maybe next week because we might have a guest next week who okay. loves wrestling would just uh, would put in tapes. Well, uh, me and another person was recording and we'd have to be like, can you please uh, not put in tapes? You can clearly hear that in the recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't, uh, I'm not West Side Gun over here. I'm not trying to uh, uh, splice in wrestling promos with my tapes. He officiates matches. <laughs> that's, that's how it's uh, categorized, right? Uh, the match officiator. Yes, that's what they're called. The, the, ma the man in the striped shirt, also known as. Yeah, and they. Uh, uh, match officiator. Especially, you need a match officiator when all those weddings are happening. All those classic wrestling weddings. They never last, though. Never no. last. Have any of the Kevin weddings Sullivan. ever, like, oh, they're still married today? I mean, famously, no. I think it's a Kevin Sullivan 
or it might be a Macho Man quote that's like very much the second you bring your wife into a storyline, you, you're going to lose your wife. Kevin Sullivan, I don't think we have this happened yet, but famously booked his own divorce where he starts booking his wife to sort of like, oh, no, now she's with this Chris Benoit fellow. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And then like a couple months later, she's like, actually, I do love him, though. Uh, he's like, great. That's Chris Benoit going, great, because he's just an angry little man. But yeah, Kevin Sullivan books his own divorce. Even Ma like Macho, uh, yeah, Macho's uh, 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 wedding does not last. I think a like, big old snake comes at him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think uh, that yeah, like, remember, I, I don't watch wrestling. I uh, this is just no, secondhand knowledge. Okay, good. Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, they get married, uh, but at the reception, uh, Miss Elizabeth is attacked by a snake in a box. You got uh, a snake in a box. A Jake snake, snake in, a box, in a box. I know. I mean, I know Daniel Bryan is still married to one of the Bellas. Uh, Miro, uh, aka Rusev, is still married to Lana. Like, there are people who like meet in wrestling and like fall in love, and they're and they're still together. Did Triple H and McMahon did did they get they're married on? Uh, yes, technically, it was. I mean, they were married. I think they were married beforehand, but it was right before '90s, baby. Uh, Stephanie is supposed to is like at the altar. She's gonna marry Test. And then Triple H shows up on the ramp and he's like, look what I did. And he shows this video of them getting Stephanie McMahon passed out of the front seat of his car and they get drive through married in Vegas. And that sticks. That's Hell the storyline. Yeah. That's their They've been together ever since. There we go. We found out the, the couple the, that lasted. The couple that. <laughs> yep. Vegas, baby. Hey, James. What's up? You want to talk about Beverly Kills? Yes, I do. And not only do I want to talk about that, I want mm -hmm. to talk about the pilot episode of Beverly Hills 90210 because I wait, watched what? it in preparation for this. Oh shit, what? Yeah. When did wait, when did when did Beverly Hills start? When did Beverly Hills 1990? 1990? Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to say it, I have not I wanted to first and last it. To watch the first mm -hmm. episode, then the last episode of the 10th season. Sure. But based off from this first episode, this show is unjustly shit on. It's fucking great. <laughs> okay, interesting. Didn't think that's where it was going to go with it. No. Okay. It's a good uh, teen okay. drama. I like how it's shot. It's cool. It's nostalgic. Sure. Oh, I hear that. I mean, for me, and this is, and it sucks because I can't be, I, I don't have an unbiased take on teen dramas, but growing up, like my sister, my brother loved it. I mean, you know, from when I was growing up, it was OC. It was, yeah, it was the OC. It well, was no, uh, One Tree bitch. Hill. That was it. And I was just so not into those shows. And they were always on because both my brother, and my sister loved those shows. So like, I, there is no, there's no room in my heart for the teen drama. My thing like that, when my sister was a teen, she was just on repeat, A, B, repeat. She would like start the A at the beginning end the B at the end. Just what's eating Gilbert Grape over and over and over again. Then it's moved on to Moulin Rouge. Mm -hmm. And then she moved out as a teen. Yeah. Uh, Moulin Rouge for my sister as well. Um, Crybaby, which I think sister. we talked about. Uh, have we we talked about Crybaby before? No, right? I don't think we have. With the John Johnny Waters Depp? movie? Yeah, I thought. Oh, I thought we did. That was a big one for my sister. She thought that movie was awesome and funny as hell, and it is. It's a great movie. Like Crybaby holds up. If you're ever wondering, uh, what's a good John Waters movie? My yeah. sister's was uh, Edward Scissorhand. 
And I don't think we have, yeah, we never watched that. I don't know why. My sister um, was punk and goth, though. And my sister wasn't. She was, I mean, she was kind of an athlete. Yeah, my sister was more of an athlete, uh, kind of like that chill, not quite preppy side of things, but, you know, leaning towards that. She was she was top 40 radio, most deaf, most deaf. My sister was a very accomplished swimmer in high school, but then she's like, I'd rather smoke cigarettes instead. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I buy that. I hear that. She was, she dived. She was good at that. I think she still has like a record on the wall in, in Muskegon. Nice. I, my sister, like, I don't think she was ever like, this is just, welcome to my sister, the podcast where we just talk about our sisters. Why not? Hey. I started talking to mine again because, uh, that's awesome. Her, I don't need to get into it. It was never anything she did. It was another person that I was like, I don't want to talk to that person. So unfortunately, they are associated with you. But that's awesome. That, that's a huge, like, sincere congratulations. Yeah. That's great. I'm going to start not talking to my sister <gasps> just to balance out the universe. Good. I love her. But yeah, just for, for the sake of balance in the universe. Um, sorry, Sarah. She's not going to listen to this show. Sorry, Sarah Marciniak, <laughs> unless you got married and changed your name. Oh, she did, and I will not reveal it on the internet. Ooh. Say, baby. So wait, so wait, so because the te the television series is called Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero. Yes. However, this the the name of the album and this opening track is Beverly Hills five zero one eight seven. You also messed it up as Beverly Kills. Oh, actually, hold on. No, the the name of this the name of the first track according to Spotify is Beverly Hills. Oh, it is. But the album is Beverly Kills. Okay. Well, that's yeah. odd. But I, I do want to quickly say some things yeah. about Beverly Hills. There was a, qu a quote. Do. She said, Mom, let's just shop today. I'll go to school tomorrow. I liked that one. And <laughs> in this song, the it starts out with a jugglers, jugglers. Guess oh, who's coming shit. to the shit. big town? That is a reference to their alarm clock goes, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> it's very disconcerting. Even Nicole said, that's creepy. Yeah. I think this, is, and it's the reason I want to do this podcast. There's just a little, something about ICPs just surprises me every day. Mm -hmm. That ICP, and kind of based on the sound of it, legitimately into Beverly Hills 90210. They might have, but then, you know, like you hear some of this stuff going on in the song and it's like, oh boy. Luckily, yeah, like it's a dream, and then they end up dying at the end, so it's a morality tale, so I guess they're wiped. They've washed their hands of any responsibility. Well, and it's the thing. They have to murder everyone in Beverly Hills. It's almost like, and it's, at this time of the 90s, this is pre-celebrity deathmatch, but it's that sense of humor that's developing. Mm -hmm. They have to murder everyone. That's kind of the gimmick. That's what they do. But the the amount of, like, references to the show. Yeah. And... You have to watch the show to like put those references uh -huh. in, like so. Like I'm, I do get, I do get the the distinction or the feeling that these guys legitimately love Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero and just wanted to do an album about it. Or they had a sister or a family member who always watched it. It was just always on. But I do have, Maybe, yeah. I have a couple other notes. One of the kids in it, they're in a Spanish two class, so they everyone's supposed to just talk in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And this dude, like this rich, uh, like F boy goes, bogus, this chick gets paid to talk in her native tongue. And I'm like, so do all the other people. Yeah. Like no. an you, English teacher oh. gets paid to guess what? Talk English. 
Oh my gosh, people! <laughs> the absolute. Oh my, it's it, it's it's wild. It's wild growing up now at thirty, and it's kind of cool that I don't that I think it feels weird now as a thirty year old, a thirty one year old, but it doesn't feel weird to younger uh, generations. But that monolingual and bilingual is a real thing. Uh, to talk about wrestling again, there was there's a gimmick, uh, Andrade Alidolo, who was a Spanish wrestler. Uh, he's a Mexican wrestler. He was worked with WWF. Now he's in AEW. He's feuding with the Lucha Brothers, who are Mexican uh, Mexican wrestlers. Uh, they uh, worked with AAA. Now they're in AEW, and they're in a ta- team with Peck, who is English it, from England. Only speaks English. Uh, all these, all these other wrestlers, the Andrade Queen's and Lucha Brothers, tongue. are all speaking. Me- uh, uh, me- uh, I almost said Mexican, Spanish. Oh my gosh! Um, so and they, and they, at one point they call him out like, "Now, Pack, I know you won't get it because you're mon- monolingual." And it's this burn, and it's the first time I'm like, "Oh, that's like not as a joke. Like honestly, it's a disadvantage for you to be monolingual, mm-hmm. especially in this business working." And it's just like that, that transition is something, because we, we wouldn't hear that in 94 and, nine, you know, 99, 2010. We wouldn't, you know, it makes sense, but it wouldn't be a put down like it is now. So like, yeah. I don't know, whoever that, fu- I'm, I'm assuming whoever said that was some dude named Tyler, because I didn't watch Beverly Hills 90210. I'm assuming there's a character named Tyler. I don't know. But yeah. Some l- fucking Tyler. When you go to a restaurant and you hear someone be like, Oh yeah, they have. They're speaking in broken English, and it's like, yeah. Do you can you speak broken any other language? You yeah, yeah, are the dude. shit heel here. You you are the unintelligent. You are the ignorant. As a monolinguist, I will say to other to all my other monolinguists out there, you got to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, you got to learn. You got to adapt, or you got to get the fuck out of the way. You suck shit. Hey yo. Also, one thing I I have an issue with, there's, I watch a lot of video game retrospectives, and if you are doing video game retrospectives, especially like classic stuff, and there is a lot of Japanese to be talked, just learn Romanji, so you know exactly, so you're like, I hope I didn't mess that up too much, after the 17th time, and you know, Juggalo, you know, 17 comes up a lot, guys. After the 17th time, mm-hmm. you, it's on you now. Like, go. It's no longer funny. It's no longer, like, sincere. Learn yeah. Romanji. You'll you'll thank yourself for doing it. It's, it's one thing to be, like, natural. And you admit, like, oh, I dinged up. But I, I'm keeping it in because everything else makes sense and it's natural. It's another thing to just, like, if at that point you fuck up that many times and you leave all the fuck ups in, you're not accepting that you fucked up. You're not Even when you say, I'm sorry your actions don't reflect an apology or else you would have fucking learned it. You would have taken, would have, you would have taken the extra, the extra time to like make it good. You can um, learn katakana and katakana, hiragana and romanji in like a week. I did on my job, yeah. like every like 20 minutes that I was like, Oh, that, I'm going to have 20 minutes free because there's literally no work to be done. You go to a website, you bank all of it out, you're good, you're golden, yeah. and then you're, you know more. Or even like if you're going to publish something to YouTube, like you're like you're making it public, you're... And you're also making money off from this. This is your job. That's it. And even if it's not your job, because you are allowed to be like a hobbyist on YouTube and promote because you just want to I'm talking to about people who are videos. like making money. 
I'll take, I'll, and I'll talk about both because I think it hits both. Even if you're a hobbyist, like still take the pride in mm-hmm. your work to, at the very least, the very least, you can learn how to pronounce it. You don't, yeah. you can, you can listen to a pronunciation and, and get that because you're not, you're not live streaming, you're recording it. You can take, you can do multiple takes. Yeah. You can learn how to pronounce it. And you know what? Fuck. It's a, it's another wrestling thing. Um, when people like first start calling matches and maybe they're not like in the business, they'll sometimes make up names for moves they don't know. And that's a big no, no, because it shows disrespect. It's disrespectful to like, this is a wheelbarrow slam and you calling it a, a, a flippy do. Like it's no, it, it, this has a name. It's called a wheelbarrow slam. You're disrespecting <laughs> everyone else. You're disrespecting all the people who use that move. It's and it fuck man. Show the if you're gonna talk about it in a way that's reverent, which a lot of these video game retrospectives are. Fucking show the respect. That's don't, don't be a dick. You want to know what is the most disrespectful thing in like the calling wrestling names the wrong thing? Simpson skateboarding straight up calls <laughs> tricks the incorrect thing. Yeah, I remember that. It's fucking infuriating. Yeah. Because it's the same thing. People put their lives on the fucking line. They put their bodies on the line to do these things. And you're just kind of like taking away. So you're just you're taking away so much. And it's oh. not like these names, these tricks are copyrighted. No. So you can do that. So, yeah, that's baffling. But. Quick more things about Beverly Hills. There was a sky advert to like a you know a, someone in the sky with a banner behind them advertising yeah. a party that weekend. <laughs> and then there was this cool ass part. Like, have you seen Freddy Two? Freddy's Revenge. Uh, no, I don't think so. Or if it has, it's been a very long time. Yeah, I think that's my favorite nightmare. But there's a cool pool scene there that uh, is like the one in this. And then. <laughs> There's this, like, the girl throwing this party is off by herself, and she's she's clearly, like, too cool to be popular, but in a good way. And she says, because someone's like, what the dude, I think Dylan, was like, well, why aren't you hanging out with everyone else? And she goes, just because I'm popular doesn't mean I need to like people. And I was like, hell yeah. Yo, that's a line. That's a fucking line right there. That's Oh, that's that's a Kevorkian. I'm 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 whatever, but I'm not convictable. That's fucking cold. Jeez. I like that. Prosecutable. I'm just not convictable. Uh, just because I'm popular doesn't mean I have to like people. But let's get in. First, we have Beverly Kills, which is I think split up into two songs. First is I call it Kiss the Clown, and then mm-hmm. Beverly Kills. Yeah, there's a lot of that like on this on this record of uh-huh. like multiple songs in one track. And these are what they don't call them EPs. They call them sideshows to the Dark Carnival, where I they they wanted to start these in between full Joker's cards to keep the fan base engaged and to just do quick little bites to be like, hey, we're still around. We're doing things. I need to close okay. the door because Nicole's like banging on stuff. I don't know what she's doing. Nicole! Quit banging around, hanging around, stinging around. I, 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 I'm drinking, I'm drinking it down. She just the, said she's done, so I'm not. I don't need to close it. I guess. I just said I'm drinking downy fabric softener. The beat and elements of this song are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I was gonna say it sounds immediately because I listened to this first. It sounded different. It sounded very. Like, I, I feel like it sounds a lot more like modern. Yeah. Um, is this still Chuck? By the way. No, no, no. This is Mikey Clark. This is Mikey, Mikey Clark, I meant. Sorry. Yes. I think 
Yeah, it's weird. It didn't sound like Mikey. It didn't sound like Mikey Clark from what I know from two albums. There are some stuff that we'll get into later that are not Mikey Clark, but we'll get to that later. But then once they start telling the story, it's just too mean. Yeah, I can hear. I can see that. I did like when he's like drowning her in. I kind of like that in a in aquarium, and he goes, "What are you fucking Aquaman?" And (laughs) that made me laugh. That popped me. I enjoyed that as well. Uh, okay. We, uh, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. We, you have to stop saying it popped you. I, Why? It's gross, okay? I cummed. I oh came. Oh my God. Do, I listened to the joke. Okay. I enjoyed it and Fine. I came. I just, uh, you have to understand. I have to yeah. hear it in my headphones multiple times, not just during this recording, but during the edit as well. Okay. That's fair. That is also just how I talk. It you popped me, baby. Me to, you popped me. I liked okay, it. Okay, well, maybe you, you say look, like you. That made at, me you started giggle. this podcast with me. You started this podcast with me. That's how I talk, baby. But we have a dream. Se- it's all a dream sequence. Yeah. Uh, oh, on the meanness. Um, I think I was okay. And I and I think again, it's, it's my biasness towards teen dramas because I I was also a kid who kind of wanted fantasized about murdering a lot of the characters on the OC and a lot of the characters on One Tree Hill. So like it in a weird in a weird way well, I wasn't even like fuck yeah I was like no I get that like okay. it was a lot it was yeah it, it, it hit me in a lot more like nat- like natural like I didn't even think it was weird until you just mentioned it I'm like oh yeah that was a lot actually I do like he's Shaggy Two Dopes like oh I came in with an axe and then someone goes like oh, wow he's so cool yes that's what I mean it that's was like, <laughs> uh wish fulfillment writing yeah and it's also it's also kind of, I think I, I, again it's kind of what makes me think the way they approached it they weren't just like my family member watched this I think they were fans because they were mm-hmm. writing it not just like oh because the, yeah, they weren't writing it in a way where it's Beverly Hills in the world of ICP a lot of, it was kind of I the dark carnival comes to Beverly yeah. Hills 90210. Uh like they met Beverly Hills 90210 on a lot of their storytelling level. Mm-hmm. Um it's just which again is wild to me. But let's get into the next song, 17 Dead. I believe that's the next one. Yes, it is. Dude, this is possibly it's a perfect song in my opinion. Dude, I have to listen to it again. 17 get, Dead. I don't. I think we might have talked about this before the episode started. I just need to be better at it. But listening to two, listening to the two sideshows, I'm just kind of. I'm kind of losing things. Okay. Um, Seventeen, because like Seventeen Dead definitely had a hook to it. And I remember it, but I don't remember it as well as some of the other songs. And it's weird because I don't. I remember the reason I remember the Stalker and In the Ha was because they weren't my favorite. Okay. <laughs> good. 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 But th- I have a lot of notes. This is the song I have the most notes on. First, Let's talk about it. this is an Esham production. And you yes. can you know that because there's a vocal sample that goes the seventeenth boyfriend lost his erection. That's a that kind of shit is in a lot of early Esham. Those vocal oh, yeah. shits. Okay. And it okay, makes, I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Esham thing because it, that helped that helped jog a lot a lot of my memory for this song. And then it makes me wonder if we would have gotten. Instead of Mikey Clark producing the rest of the Joker's cards, if Esham would have. And I think Mikey Clark fits 
their style more and like their their concept but yeah. i think if isham had done it especially once it gets into like 94 95 his production work i think they would have held up as like more like in quotes like classic or early hip-hop hits critically they would have been much more well regarded yeah instead uh, of just think? like wimp, boom, wimp, boom, wimp, yeah boom, we're in a circus where like and, and we've talked about it multiple times, uh, my introduction and really my my understanding of ICP is as a punchline. Yeah, ICP were a joke. Uh, even if they made an appearance on Mad TV, it's kind of like, look at these weirdos. That's mm-hmm. crazy, huh? We do end up supposing and like asking a lot, like if Isham, because I feel because I feel like we talked about Isham's ego a little bit before and kind of like dealing with ICP and where that was going, which we'll get into a lot more because he eventually does come over to psychopathic in the early 2000s and then that they start beefing again there's a whole bunch of shit later on yeah and which i think and i think the most important thing is having a sort of collected front Mm -hmm. when you're when you're putting things out i think it's mark duplass uh the actor and the filmmaker who all these trap rappers mumbling oh with finger two two Absolutely. He's a mumblecore. He's, he's the birth of mumblecore filmmaking. And rap music. He, yeah, yep, uh, Mark Duplass, famous rapper. But he, has this, he had this quote I think I got from a, a, a Pete Holmes episode where it's, if you can hire, I'm going to butcher it, you have a choice between hiring a 10 or a 6 for a position where the 10 would be doing you a favor, but if you hire the 6, you'd be doing them a favor, always go with the 6. Especially if they're younger and they have something to prove. Mm-hmm. Because, that's, because that's it. Like It's so much nicer... If if because even if if them owing you a favor, the favor is just them working their ass off like that. You're gonna want that more every time, yeah. and that that tour to me is the difference between Mikey Clark and Isham, where like they could have had like a phenomenal like production value and would have become like critical darlings, but a they would have had to fit their style a little bit more to Isham, and b they wouldn't they just would they wouldn't have the how Mikey Clark I wasn't there, but I would guess busting his ass for them probably yeah i gotta assume mikey clark is kind of was was an absolute soldier for them when it comes to student in the studio like whatever you need we'll get when you say like molding into like icp molding into more isham stuff you we mm-hmm. hear them i think it's the only thing that they self-edited in a song is on chop chop and we'll get into that when we get into it okay uh, but th- the distortion on the vocals is aspirational. I want that. I need to know how to do that. Like a lot of uh, early 90s Beastie Boys and some uh, KRS-One had vocal distortion like that where it's not aggressive. It's just like makes it sound pronounced. Yeah. And it does. It adds, it adds texture, which is something I'm really... I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm into more and more with anything. It's just like that. those little bit of extra touches that make it feel a little more three-dimensional. Yeah. And then um, uh, this song continues their, like, no one cares for the slums themes of yeah. Carnival of Carnage. I love the line because they're talking about how, like, the the government and no one really cares about this. And they say... Should I burn the rebel flag or the red, white, and blue too? Yeah, they are, it's their themes and they're they're like messages, which 
They're still blunt. I think they always will be. They'll, they're never going to be masters of subtext, but they are become, they're just more and more just doubling down on all their messages on unity and anti-hate and socialism. Like they are, they are not backing down at all. And we've talked about that before. We'll talk about it again and again. Yeah. How they re, how they re-release fuck your rebel flag to fuck your Confederate flag mm -hmm. so that no one's confused what they mean by that song. And then, uh there's a line where he says, swim in the bloodshed just to justify the 17 dead, which I think he means like I'm going to like musically I'm going to like wait in this chaos to mm -hmm. give it its light in the day so people start recognizing it. Oh, yeah. It's in some ways like the importance of satire and why – as a comedian, it's, it's so important to understand satire versus parody, mm -hmm. where parody, you're just kind of like amping something up uh, to create a, almost a cartoonish level of it, but you're just kind of like reenacting it. Like where satire, you have the message and why like when you go in and you see like, like when you see a, a comedian performing, they're just, oh, this character is supposed to be terrible or awful. Uh, and a Andy Daly is great at this, mm -hmm. uh, where his characters are horrible people. But he plays them in a way where it's so clear that they're horrible, it, it's allowed to be satire because he's allowed to, like, make statements sort of on as these characters become the butt of the joke, which is this kind of this, it's the same mentality behind uh, the end of morality songs and morality tales. Their characters usually die where we we go here. We create this the worst version of this so that we can talk about Hey, how terrible this is. Real quick, who is Hot Dog satirizing? Well, Hot Dog, clearly, uh, uh, and if you have to ask, I feel bad for you. I guess you know, he's satirizing the people who look back at the 50s who are like, oh, man, I love that People who time. look back at the 50s and think I love that time. Yes, Hot Dog is a satirization. <laughs> uh, well, no, and also, to be fair, if you look at Hot Dog... Hot Dog might be his least evil character. Oh, uh, no. He eventually, I believe, is a uh, conduit for Satan. Well, he's a conduit. Yes, he is a conduit for the end times to uh, on behalf of uh, 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 Shanana. Also, like, we actually need to. We are alienating so many people because this is here. deep cut from years ago of comedy bang bang and probably comedy death ray. I could have referenced another comedian. Tim Heidecker, his stand-up. Actually, Tom, yeah, Tom, uh, the, Tom, the, the Heidecker special. I said Tom, don't worry Heidecker. about it. Heidecker. But, but no, the Heidecker special is a great example of that, where he's the shittiest version of a shitty sort of like right-winger comedian, mm -hmm. um, and he does that purposefully. Like, he, so he, he goes out there and bombs so he can show you, like, this is why these guys suck. This yeah. is why this is a problem. Let's talk about this movement. Yeah, and I think that's what, and that's what these guys, are, and that's what uh, ICP is doing. Jeez. Next up, we have in the ha, and the it, how yeah. this begins. This is trauma shit, like the <laughs> toxic waste. It's creepy. I don't know why they never worked with trauma. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah. I wonder. I, I wonder if. Hmm, I wonder if they tried and it never just matched up. I wonder if trauma, because trauma's, you know, trauma's kind of an older house. Uh, there's some older heads at trauma. They might not. They might have just not have known who ICP were. Oh, honestly. no. Like Lloyd Kaufman feels like someone who has his finger on the pulse. They did Wheelchair Werewolf, which someone we know is in. 
Really? Oh, shit. Oh, wait. Did you, did you not? Oh, maybe that was oh. Melzer I was talking about. Brian Duff. Do you know Brian Duff? Yeah, I know Brian Duff from, uh, uh, the, 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 oh, my gosh, what's the name of their show? Edit the part Morph out Bots? where I forgot the name of their show. Morphbots? Morphbots, thank you. Yeah, Brian Duff of Morphbots, of course, of course. Brian is an extremely funny person, but I'm watching this thing called Wheelchair Werewolf, and I'm like, man, these streets look like it could be in... In Chicago, this is on Troma yeah, yeah. now. I was just like, found a random thing, clicked on it. I was like, man, I think this is in Chicago. Then like this person in a wheelchair rolls up and is clearly the werewolf, but no one is thinking of him because he's in a wheelchair. Uh, sure. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, holy shit, is that Brian? Wait, and Brian then, Duff is the wheel, wheelchair yes. werewolf? So like, I thought I, he was just like a random dude. No, he's, this must have been uh, like Second City people doing Hell this yeah. or maybe io because of it could have been like improvised shakespeare people as well sure but it was, it was some it was chicago comedy people yeah clearly that's awesome i gotta oh I, I gotta watch that i gotta watch that apparently holy shit i'll give you my password and you can watch it appreciate it hell yeah but i think they're aware of all these young people especially i think in the mid 90s when they started to become more like Hey, we we've kind of been in our own groove. Let's get these new people in, like which is when like James Gunn started showing up. Those mm -hmm. people and others who were in the like alt actors in New York City started bringing them out, like with like Tromeo and Juliet and uh, Citizen Toxie. And then there's one that I am forgetting. But yes, sure. I, I think during that time they would have been very aware of ICP. But it might be like yeah. two people who are like, oh, we're indie, we're a hundred percent independent, and we're mm. aware of these other people, but you want to know what they're doing their own thing. We respect the other people, keep doing indies, we love it. Yeah, I'm curious if it maybe and maybe it was just two it could it could even be two just ships passing the night. Yeah. Or it could be like, oh, they wouldn't want to work with us both parties thinking that. Maybe. It could be that. It, I'm curious. I'm curious. We should shoot them an email. There's so much, even in just these two CDs, Yeah, that feels very trauma-inspired. But speaking yeah. on In The How, this is, the, I believe, one of the only songs to feature a third member who is only on this CD called Grease E. Okay. And he was a fan <laughs> who started talking to them during the Carnival of Carnage eras, and then he got onto this CD. I don't know why he left, don't know what happened there, but what group, what musical outfit that you're such a huge fan of would you have loved to just, oh my God, I'm part of it now? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Uh, do you have an answer? I mean, I lived this. Because yeah. with KYP, I was a huge fan of them in Murder House, but specifically Kill Yourself Productions. I got that opportunity in high school, and I was there for, for a few years, and I Hell still yeah. work with them. But I guess— Yeah. That's awesome. That, no, that's huge, though. The Minnesota scene in the like early 2000s to mid-2000s for rap music, which was a lot of the rhyme sayer stuff, that would have been a fucking gnarly scene to have gone in. Or even just— the Chris Gethard show. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, if, a, that's if a good answer. I would have just been like, oh, yeah. I did email them once and uh, yeah. they responded back saying, like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you in mind <laughs> as an artist to perform there. My guess sure. is we are from Michigan and they were probably like, well, we can't. If, if they just get a flat tire, we'd, ha we'd be out a musical guest. Yeah. 
that's that what sense. I tell my mind also wasn't that and good I agree back then. with your mind um I do have an answer though okay and this is I think it's, it's the first answer that pops in my head there's probably a better answer but I like this one Dave Matthews uh, because Dave Matthews band of course of course uh there's a local band from Buffalo that I don't know if we've ever talked about and I know and it's weird like I could choose a big famous band but they also these guys graduated like maybe a year or two in front of me we went to the same uh in, from the same college we both went to Fredonia the band was called Well-Worn Boot. And Well-Worn Boot was a hard rock and roll outfit that consisted of a wanderer named the Plainsman, a corpse who was left out to hang. They cut him down and they gave him a pair of drumsticks. Uh, there is a murder baby. You know, it's a baby that murdered their family. He plays bass and a horse. The horse plays guitar and is a horse. This is, are you aware of Evil Sword who played on no. the Chris Gethard show? No, I don't think so. Okay, this is very much some performance arty evil sword was, shit. The thing was, it wasn't as performance arty as like it, it's it's very performancey. I wouldn't call it arty though. Okay, because because it's all they do a lot with paper mache. It's very camp. Okay, it's ve- like it's all very like it, it's it, yeah. It feels ridiculous. I remember one show. Uh, the whole gag was how he's gonna, he's got the plainsman's gonna kill everyone. I'm gonna murder everyone here with a stick of dynamite. And it's very long fuse. The fuse lasts the entire song and it gets to the end and then it fizzles out. And it's just kind of like, oh, oh, shit. Like it's a lot of that energy where he's like, like, like Looney Tunes loser, where like, you know, Sylvester Stallone or yeah, Sylvester the cat, not Stallone, Sylvester Stallone in Looney Tunes, Ayo Tweety. Uh, Sylvester the Cat's always the, like, he just fuck. He, he just sucks. Uh, as you could kind of some of that where it's like, they're evil, but they're very foolish. Um, Ayo Tweedy rubbed the balls and worked the shaft. Ayo Tweedy rubbed the balls, worked the shaft. I think, but yeah, well-worn boot. I would love, because they're a group, I, I would love to just like be a random character for it that gets murdered or something. Martyred. Yeah, they actually, they actually, when they, because uh, they're Buffalo locals, uh, when Guar would come to Buffalo, uh, Well-Worn Boot was the go-to opening act. Okay, I think they are performance arty to me. Which is, I, I think it's fair. I just take the arty out of it because it's not like, uh, it's, it, it, it's, if it's not it's like high, an art perf- Okay, yeah. if it's high concept and clearly like theater kid stuff, it's performance arty to me. Which I, I can see that. I mean, I just, I think the, the time where I take Artie out of it is when it's not like abstract or it's not like this, it's not dramatic. It's like if it's for a comedic effect or it's for like, because none of these guys were, because uh, I was in the theater program, none of these guys were theater. Oh. In the theater program, they were just, Jagweeds. You know, they were just fucking, all, they were just rad dudes that just had a, clearly had a vision for a band and for a running, a series of running gags. Uh, mostly out of paper mache and murder. My favorite running gag is um, on CKY where they poop while running. Because that's a running gag. <laughs> no, I got you. <laughs> okay, next song. Do you have anything? We already got, we're done with in the ha. Next yeah. is Chop Chop. And this is a classic. I think I like this, chop, chop. this is the best song, but I would not say like this is the song we would choose. But we'll get into that later. Okay. I do, maybe I'm misremembering... I feel like there was talk, maybe it was in when he signed Esham. I feel like there was intent for Violent J and Esham to be in a group and do a record together, but I could be misremembering things. But this song proves that it could have been done. However, if you're listening to this, you might have heard something reversed 
during Isham's verse. Oh gosh, I might have missed that. Wait, and hold on. Let me listen to the song again. No, no. Kidding, it's something like drilling holes in dead head and it's babies. And ICP oh. was like, oh no, that's not what we're going for, Isham. But we'll you can leave it. We're just gonna reverse that for the audience. Yeah, yeah. That's so wow. Yeah, because like because babies are innocent, they haven't done anything. Yeah. Because I think at this time, I think 92 is when KK Kill the Fetus came out. Okay. Wait, and who's KK Kill the Fetus? That's who Isham. That? That's Isham? Okay. Isham is a black man, just so you are aware. Oh, okay. So that's why it's, yes. It's not, we're not, we're not going back to Kid Rock? That's, no, no, I'm no. I'm fine no. with that. I'm very fine with that. Yeah, Chop Chop was great. Yeah, it's a f- also the the production on this another Isham beat feels like mm-hmm. a lot of underground horrorcore was trying to do and emulate for years after. Based on this track, and I want to talk because we I, I mentioned before about like ego maybe might have been like one of the things Isham wasn't a great fit for ICP because Isham knew what Isham wanted. I mentioned ego. I also want to mention. And I don't, I guess I don't know how to totally get into this, but uh, if you remember, Metallica was looking for new bassists and they auditioned, they were auditioning bassists and Les Paul uh, or Les Claypool from Primus. Yeah. Before he did Primus, he auditioned and they were like, wow, you're amazing. You absolutely don't belong in this Mm -hmm. band. Like, I think there's also some of that where like, we might've like, like, uh, cause I don't, I don't know what Isham's going to do after this, but like. Isham could have also been just as much as uh, ICP would have sort of been like tied down by Isham. Isham could have been tied down by ICP. Oh yeah, like they had just they had to go out there and do their own things. You know, like Les Claypool is a great bassist and could have played Metallica, but he needed to do Primus and Metallica needed to find a bassist to do Metallica. I forget who they grabbed. Uh, um, someone I saw, maybe I already said this to you, but someone was like, I don't give a fuck how good at the bass Les Claypool is. I'm never listening to Primus. Interesting. See, I like part of it's how good he is at bass. Part of it, I think he's just funny. I like the sense of, I, it, I think, I think, I think they're very silly. You got to watch Electric Apricot, dude. Ooh, I do. I haven't seen it. It's on Troma now. Fucking, wait, is it, wait, 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 what does Electric, electric Apricot have to do with Primus? Pro, it's a mockumentary that Primus made that's a Troma. Oh, I need to see the fucking shit out of that. Hell yeah. yeah. I'll give you my oh. password. Hell yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah because he he then was doing Nodis after this. And I think if he started producing ICP, Nodis wouldn't have never happened. And Do You Believe in God is just such a fucking amazing album that if yeah. we would have been – or maybe – I don't know. Maybe if like Isham ICP would have been super mind-blowing, who knows? I don't possibly. know. It absolutely, it's absolutely possible, but it's also, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I try and be, it's weird. I'm grateful for what we have and the fact that they can do because they split. They are very, you know, there's some similarities, but they're very different acts. And I think it's, I rather have these different acts yeah. than like, yeah, like, like let's, let's test the, let's test the range of the spectrum. Let's see how far we can go on either side. Also, how you were like Metallica saying to Les Claypool, ah, oh, you're amazing. You're too good for us. That's how, that's what I think fuck? everyone thinks. Uh, why I'm, I've never been able to do a rap group with anyone. Sure. That's why, that's why you couldn't get on the Chris Gethard show. Yeah. Uh, you were just too good. Uh, no, 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 but that's I'll why never be is... good enough for the Chris Gethard show. Fuck that fish. No, the human I'll, fish is great. I'll... 
kick his ass right here, right now. But finally, joke your mind. This is... I like this. Where ICP, the final songs to most of their albums will sound like this, where it's impactful. It sounds kind of religious because guess what they are? Uh, yeah. Wait, is this, is this the one where they drop, uh, you can't even pray anymore? Something like, you can't pray anymore? How fucked up is that? Uh, maybe? I don't think this think is. Okay, this then is it's, joke okay, it's your, the next Joke album. your, joke your mind. Joke your mind. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. It might be the next album. And in one of these, they drop that, and it's very much like, oh, yep. Like, I, how, did, how did no one see that coming? Uh, I think that, that might what? be in Thoughts in My Head. That might be Thoughts. I think you're right. Because it's just him saying shit. Yeah. Okay. Take that out. Take take out what I said. We're, forget what I said, audience. We won't edit it, but just forget it. But I yeah. used to always think this was a Naughty by Nature cover that they did, but it's not. Mm. I think why I always thought it was a cover is because on Chaos Theory Jump Steady's EP that I talked about last week, yeah, yeah. we might need to do Chaos Theory. That would be a okay. good thing to do. Okay. He covers it on Chaos Theory. Interesting. I mean, and it does sound, I mean, this entire EP sounds a lot. I want not in subject matter, but in like tone of the beats for me, it sounds lighter. It sounds like I could throw this on at a house party a lot easier than maybe the, the other two, than the other two albums we listened to, which have, a, I'll say goth, well, horror, maybe not gothic, but definitely more of a horror vibe to them. Oh, I, w I think these at least sound like gritty, dark street. I, that's how I'm going to describe them. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. But that is now more palatable for the general mainstream audience now that they've been introduced to other things like that. Whereas horrorcore, mm -hmm. you don't get a lot of that on the mainstream. Yeah, and 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 it's weird. I think I, strangely enough, like gritty probably hits the pop scale more than horror does because horror mm -hmm. is so atmospheric. It is so foreboding. I think is a is a big part of like horror texture and music. Yeah. Where you know, gr you know, gritty and street can be a lot more bouncy. You can have a lot. It can be a lot more up tempo and d danceable. And I even. think this sounds. It has more of a punk aesthetic than the other Fetish. albums as well, which might yeah. give it more play for people. But let's get yeah. into because boy, are we going to be able to breeze through this the terror wheel? Perfect song. Perfect album. Wait, what? Ten out of ten every time. What? Go ahead. Excuse me. Go I ahead. hope you're being, because this has possibly two good songs and the rest are just skippable. But starting very strong, The Dead yeah. Body Man. Holy shit. This is yeah. pure hit making on their behalf. Which yeah, is weird how for me to start this out of like saying, oh, this album sucks. But the first one, amazing. Well, and it's also important to note, there's only six tracks on it. So honestly, two for six isn't bad. That's a th that's eh. a third of straight fire. Yeah, uh, there is a born with a hatchet and a juggalo face that's is said on this. So I guess like yeah, the concept of juggalo it happened much sooner than I thought. I thought this was like around like right before Great Malenko shit. It's impressive. I wonder how much like it was planned ahead of time because the first album they say specifically I am a gigolo and also. I am a juggler. Not in the same song, I don't think. I think it was. Um, I think it's in the juggler. It, is it in the juggler where, where he says, I'm a gigolo also? I'm probably. By the, way, by the way, I don't just juggle. I also have sex for money. Yeah. But they don't. Rob but they, but Schneider they, I, style. <laughs> I hate that. 
I got to tell you something, James. Rob Schneider style is my least favorite way to make love. He says, you can do it. And then he nuts. No, 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 no. I didn't expect the the usage of Juggalo to be like long term. Like when you hear you see ICP, they're kind of they're very blunt. They're very direct. You would think if they have if they have a concept for this word Juggalo, they're going to use it immediately. They're going to immediately be like, I'm a Juggalo. I'm a Juggalo. That makes me a Juggalo. I mean, they didn't have an intent. Maybe that was it. But no. And that's when talking about fan bases. Yeah. You always let, if you're going to have a fan base name, a name for the fan base, the fan base needs to come up with that organically. You cannot push it because then it just sounds dumb. See, that's where my wrestling, I've been told what kind of fan I was. I I, I think I I could be wrong, but like Jericho Holics, I'm pretty sure that was Jericho in a writer's room coming up with. Yeah, that sounds fucking stupid. Yeah, but I wore that sign. I, yeah. I brought that to sign every show he was on. How dare you? I was like, Jericho Juggalo, that's through. cool. Maggots, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's how I've been. I've been. In, I've been a wrestling fan for too long. That I, they'll just tell me what to chant, and I'll say yes, sir. All right, next one. Schizophrenic. Yeah. Great hook. Great beat. Everything else. Two thumbs down. I think the concept yeah. is sloppy. It doesn't really make much sense. And there is a song on this EP that does what they're trying to do in this song better of like oh <laughs> i'm seeing things i'm like in a panic yes this is supposed to be more upbeat and campy i guess but still you can't have two songs with like similar not concepts but like trying to provoke the same emotion in a sense when especially when it comes to campiness and horror you know they're two very different ends of the spectrum you really can't do both in one piece, like you kind of, you kind of, I think for the most part, you either need to, you, you either need to, you need to know going in, is this going to be fun? You don't relate to the characters because everything is so otherworldly, or do we want to hook you in, make you, make you feel vulnerable, make you relate to everyone, make you feel like this could happen? You know, Killer Clowns from Mars is a great movie. I don't, not a movie though. Killer Clowns from Mars is a movie. I think you mean from outer space. I do. Sorry. Don't shit on Michigan's own Chiodo Brothers, oh, not the know. post-hardcore punk band, but the <laughs> the people that band is named after. I would didn't know they're from Michigan. I would never shit on them. I love the movie, but it's the movie great. is not. I, I I'm not watching it being like, oh, that could happen to that could happen to me. I don't relate to the characters. It's kind. Com- it's campy. It's fun. Um, I think schizophrenic is trying to be just campy, but in the sense you get the non campy version of it in the same EP and you're like, oh, wow, no, that one's so much better. Well, and also like in the same EP, even the next song, I don't I think I think that's my point in. I don't know how much you really want to jump from such camp to such horror. Yeah. And it's hard to say because that's. That is something ICP does a lot. You know, they'll go, you know, uh, Bugs on My Nuts is, is, is in the ICP. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying, what was, I'm trying to remember what was on the last, uh, on Ringmaster. Yeah, bu- uh, Bugs on His Nugs and then straight to like Halls the of dead, Mirrors. Or The Dead One. Yeah. Like that's on the same album. That's also a full album and they're not right next to each other. Yeah. So there's time to sort of breathe in between those. Um, you can give yourself, I guess, I guess my, my whole thing is you can give yourself whiplash 
by going from camp to horror so quickly. And you just need, yeah. I just think if it's the same concept, that's the only thing I'm getting at. Also, the song also is that. just boring. Yes. That's what yeah. I should just say. I'm uninterested in schizophrenic. We need to move on to the smog, which yes. is a fucking amazing song, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's what I meant with Whiplash, because the smog comes out of this. This is pure horror. This is pure atmosphere. This is this is scary. Yeah. This is a horror song. This is this has gothic horror tones to it, even. And again, trauma esque. This is trauma's yeah. version of the fog or the or the mist, where it's a toxic mm-hmm. fog rolling in and just destroying everything. This is my favorite. This is my favorite over five minute song on this EP. <laughs> I think it's only four fifty, sir. The smog is seven forty five. Well, this the smog the entire track. Yeah, is because then you get into thoughts in my head. Uh, thoughts in my head, but yeah, thoughts in my head work, and I th- and it, and it, and, it, and it works as like and this this to me works as a counter to the smog, where schizophrenic doesn't work. Where if you want to be, uh, what's the word? Uh, you want you you want to have contrast, right? That's what they're going for by going from campy to horror, back and forth. James walked away, so I'm going to not talk and kind of let him edit this part out or not. I'm not talk. I'm not talking while, while you don't have your headphones on. Wait, were you not talking during that t- entire time? No, I told the audience that I wouldn't talk. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I wasn't right. sure. I, I have a, a specific section of thoughts in my head that I wanted to read, but I needed to get my iPod. Totally, totally. You just didn't explain that to me, and I felt alone, scared, kind of hard. You want to know what? I got to give props to Nicole because I did that uh, a couple days ago on Engage with Nicolas Cage, and she just kept going. Nicole is more professional than I am. I have never said she isn't. She's a better person than me, is what I'm trying to say. This is a line that kind of, and yeah, she is, mm-hmm. <laughs> that brings about like systematic problems. Yeah. Which is thoughts in my head of mothers and fathers who look at me and I can feel the hatred in their eyes and it's cold and their children are nothing but them in the future. Yeah. It's it's good. It's not a yeah. good song, but there's lines in it that are good. No, this is definitely... This is prose poetry. They, they hit some maturity in this song. This song feels... In some ways, it doesn't feel like an ICP song because it does feel much like uh, much more mature. It's spoken word, but not as good as Satanic spoken word album, brother. And clearly not as good as Schizophrenic. Perfect song. Can't talk about it enough. Next is Out. And for this, it, it has very Esham sounding production. And there's a there's something that I'm going to send you. Over the weekend, because we're recording this right after the Gathering of the Juggalos happened. Oh, yeah. Violent J put out what I thought was a full album. You'll be aware of why I thought that. So I'm going to send you this picture. Okay. This is showing you what is included in the package. It is called Walking Home. Mm -hmm. It's a CD, Walking Home Monday. You get a beanie a backpack, and a comic book. Neat. That illustrates the song. Yeah. It's very oh, good it's artwork. Song. Yes. It okay. is just one song. It includes okay. the song, a remix, the acapella, and the 
instrumental. How much okay. do you think they were selling this entire package for? I mean, and it's weird because I don't want to throw ICP under the bus. I don't know how they have treated Juggalos in the past um, and how they like how they treat their fan base. I just don't know. They used to treat them good. I'll say I'll leave it at that. Like this feels like and, and, and I'm guessing overpriced. I wouldn't pay 80. I feel like they are charging something around 80, 80 dollars. Up a little more, sir. Okay, so a hundred. I said a number a lot. There's a number that reoccurs in ICP lore. They're not charging seventeen dollars. No, no, no. Add a hundred no. to that. A hundred and seventeen dollars for this. For the I. The Real. backpack, I would say thirty bucks for the comic book. Five dollars because it's it's not like a sixty pager, but it's no. a low run. We'll say five bucks. The beanie ten, and then the CD will give it five dollars. That's nowhere near a hundred and seventeen. And I get that. Like I think I think it was at the gathering they talked about how they're wrapping up soon. Yes, they might be like so. Like these are also collectors items, but like a hundred and seventeen yeah. for like, which. I saw that price tag and I said, oh, wow, for I, I guess, you know, all this stuff in a full album. Yeah, I guess. And then I, I looked online to, because I was like, oh, I want to listen to this CD, see how it is. It is one song. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's that's not a hundred dollars. It is I, one mediocre song. I mean, it's why they have to put in the it's why there's the backpack and the beanie. And guess what? Uh, yeah. They, this is a full week of a song that Monday is the first song and then it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then the weekend. And then so, guess, I a hundred percent guarantee they will put all, all of these out as an EP oh to make more money off from it. Or they just keep individually releasing them for a hundred plus dollars and you're just like, and then they release the EP with all of them on there and you're like, fuck off. Oh, wait, wait. I think one other thing was included in this, which was a map. Like, that would have been cool, but not for $117. A map drawn up of, like, Del Rey of where his route will be going throughout the entire story. That's cool. That's, like, a lot of these, like, it's a cool idea, but $117. Yeah, just to get, like, do $80.17 if you really want to say 17 in there. Yeah, or even, like... Honestly, you could maybe not the maybe you cut the backpack and the beanie. You just sell the seat, this the single and the comic book for seventeen bucks. Yeah, that's still that's a lot, but it's I could it's reasonable. Yeah, I think. that's I don't, that's perfect. Yeah, why don't? Uh, but I also the, know that they'll probably it will be the EP and it will come with a trade paperback of all the comics collected, and then they'll sell that for eighty bucks. I don't say, yeah, that sounds neat. And it's, I don't know, maybe they're really banking on it being a collector's item, but like, oy, 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 oy. It was probably like four people bought it, and then all four people of those will rip it online. There was even yeah. someone who just like ripped at, during the single, like pictures of the comic were going along with it. So it was like a read, a read along. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's, thank you. You know what, sometimes internet, fuck yeah, dude. But yes, this is a story driven that it feels very much because out. That's why we got onto this. Feels very much like the prototype of just like how Wizard of the Hood was for the full Wizard of the Hood. Out feels like 
kind of, hey, we can use this concept for a full, in quote, CD. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember out. I'm not going to lie. Out doesn't stick out to me. Ha ha ha. It's him going to the grocery store to get bread and milk or something, and he gets his head shot off. Oh. Oh, yeah. I like this, actually. I like th- I like this a lot. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this one, but it's not memorable. But let's speak of a song that is memorable, Sean. Hold on. I do want I hear screams, zombies shooting and looting. I don't know why, but that stuck out to me. Whatever I was doing, that stuck out to me. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm prefacing this might be my pick for the week. Um, well, I'm glad you said that because I was afraid you were going to choose the next one based off from last week. Stucker oh. with my wing. No. no. Here's the thing. Cause here, okay. We're gonna, I'm going I'm to talk about bugs on my nuts again. Stucker uh, with my wang. In reference to Stucker with my wang and why bugs on my nuts was my pick, Stucker with my wang, absolutely not. Bugs on my nuts is a like they are the butt of the joke. So there's mm-hmm. a vulnerability like caked in there. Uh, there's a vulnerability of being I'm dirty, I suck. Stuck it with my wang Stuck is it not with my that. Wang. It has it, it has this weird jock jam. Like I just that uh, doesn't feel great about it. It starts out with her like accidentally like hitting him in the nuts, so he elbows her and blackens her eyes a reference to the song i guess yeah our favorite song off that yeah i forgot how good oh anywho yeah this one yeah like there's no i don't know there's no self-awareness like bugs on my nuts had there's no it's not as playful like bugs on my nuts there is one funny thing about this and Shaggy Two Dope's like, oh, I had the ringmaster make me up a love potion. And then as a vagina, Violent J is singing like, ooh, we love you, Shaggy. Because the <laughs> it's an awoken <laughs> vagina like in Dungeons and Dragons. It can start talking. Sure. We're all familiar with awoken vaginas here. Yes. <laughs> but also in this, like... How you were like, oh, man, Violent J doesn't know ladies poop. I guess I also think the vagina is connected to the butthole because he puts a Fago bottle yes. up in her, twists it, and now she's got Fago squirting out her butt. That's not that's not what it is. They don't know where poop comes from. <laughs> ICP doesn't know where poop comes from, and yep. no one's talking about it. Everyone's like, oh, let's teach him about magnets. Nobody, Someone needs to teach them where poop, uh-huh, how, uh-huh. how girls poop. They need to say there are th- there are three holes down there, okay? There are three holes. One's for pee, one's for poop, one's for loving. Yes. And you gotta know which is which, bud. And for a uh, baby-making baby, that's the one for loving. But I mean, one also... baby-making, one's for shitty The taking. one for pooping's also loving. Yeah, that's true. And the one for peeing's for lusting. Ah. Uh, yeah, this... I, I don't care for this song. I stuck go with my wang. It's fine. It's not as charming as Bugs on My Nuts. And then finally, Sean, we're in Amy's In the Attic. This song is long. Well, that's, that's my because first note. there is an outro tagged onto it, which was created to, uh, if you could find, like, decrypt it, you know, like yeah. a... Oh, right. Yeah. The, what... So, 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 so I'm, I'm sorry, I jumped, I jumped all over you while you were explaining this wild uh, a augmented reality game. Yeah. Before augmented reality games uh, became a thing. Well, I mean, this isn't. This is drink more Ovaltine, Dakota yeah. Ring shit. Yeah, but like, yes, uh, it, it's sort of an advertisement. We should explain this. In case you don't I know mean, what we're talking about. I was explaining it, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and I so, th- 
Yes. Back in the day, they they were very heavy on street teams and hotlines where you could call in, you could leave voice messages, shit like that. On this EP, you could decode shit and then for a number to call in. And with that number, you can find out the name of the next Joker's card. Yeah, which was which is fucking awesome. Um, And this and, and, and they specifically I will say there's not like this. They're not very secretive about it. They specifically have a uh, ringmaster or one of their characters come out and, and just be like, Hey, listen to this next song and you're good. And decode the message. Like they, they outright say, well, yeah. decode the message for, I know, but and it's one of those things where we see as uh, uh, AR games and things sort of develop. Uh, I think, I don't know. I always think of the, uh, uh, the, the dark Knight rises. A lot of that media campaign had a lot of AR games attached to it. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, oh yeah. There was a, a lot of like decoding uh, attached with, the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, but we also see, like, uh, there is, oh my gosh, uh, Kanye Quest. Have you heard of this video game? No. Uh, it was an indie game. I think it was Kanye Quest 3030, so, something like that. And I don't remember all of it, but there is this weird built-in game inside the game, like, that you have to, like, really kind of know how to unlock. Like, it's this fun little, like, sort of RPG maker that then there's this really weird almost uncomfortable sort of like mini game about this cult inside the game that has nothing to do with Kanye, has nothing to do with anything else. And it has it going to other websites and doing all this other, but and I don't know, it's just one of the things I think we realized as AR games have developed and have we gotten to the point of like, you know, scavenger hunting for stuff. The more you have to dig it up is just the more rewarding it is. So like, like, it's one of those things where in, like, 94, I kind of get why you have to, like, really yeah. lay it out that you, this is what we're doing. But, like, you know, we, we, it, it's fun. I guess it's funny looking back now with 2021 vision to be, like, you know, now this, if this was still on the on the EP, it would be in reverse. And you would have to play the CD yeah. backwards to hear that. There was uh, MC Frontalot had a, it was called, it was something along the lines of the insanely convolutedly hidden hidden track where like you hear these bleeps and bloops and I think you had to like filter them into a specific machine that like reads these and then that gives you I think a URL that on that URL URL has the hidden track I believe but I so badly we need to cut up like it's the the song like hey and listen to all these rhymes and it's great and then like we intersplice that with a christmas story and the next joker's card is drink more ovaltine crummy commercial <laughs> yeah hell yeah i'd love to see shaggy to dope who draws all of the covers i'd mm. love to see him draw up shirley temple as the Ovaltine like lady and but in the style of a Joker's card and they're like, that's the next one. Hell yeah, little little orphan Annie drinking yeah. your Ovaltine. But um, Amy and the Addict, uh, I think this is a great one. They perfect it a little bit more in songs like Prom Queen and The Walls, which is a Dark Lotus song of like this kind of concept of uh people mm-hmm. that you've murdered are kind of there and always there. Yeah. But it's great. It, it's a dense story. And it also, this is the one where I was like, this is more in line with the, or at least the 
perceived ideas of what schizophrenia is. I need to I need to I need to go back and listen to Schizophrantic because it if I remember schizophrenic, maybe I don't, but it just makes it stick out that much more. You're panicked. It's something like that. It sounds like a yeah. cheerleader squad singing it. Yeah. Which weird science did it better, guys. <laughs> on sick kids. I guess they, uh, Amy's in the attic. I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. I think I, I think it's fine. It didn't stick out to me hard. Maybe because I was busy de- trying to decode that message. Oh! Uh, like truly as soon as that came out i was like wait what oh i skipped it i was like i don't need to hear this bullshit oh and i had like clearly because i haven't heard any of this i have to i have mm-hmm. to at least hear how they deliver it it's not great it's not, <laughs> they don't deliver it's not it's fine well sean let's get into it we are going to choose one track from each of these eps to throw on the playlist let's start okay. with beverly kills and if we need a tiebreaker i mm. got the consent from nicole that if we are arguing between two, we yeah. will say to Nicole, hey, at first I said we will just sight unseen give her the titles and based off from that alone. She said no. She will read probably like two bars from each song and base it off from that. So let's get into Beverly Kills 50187. Jesus Christ, all of these songs are long. No, no song on this is shorter than five minutes. I think 17 Dead. That's the choice. I like 17 dead. I wanted, I wanted to say chop chop just because it's the shortest song on the EP at a 502 as felt 502. But it also <laughs> has that like ending that like, Oh, also the stalker that, uh, voicemail at oh, the yeah. end of that. I forgot to tell you about that. Uh, <laughs> is a real stalkers voicemail that at the time who violent J was dating, she had a stalker, which is weird. It would be like, oh, if word, if I made a song about like a sociopath father who is a, emotionally abusive, yeah, and like uh, played clips that I've recorded of Nicole's dad, yeah. and then then she, I don't know, he had to have gotten consent because I think she's also the one talking in between. Yeah, like I I I, I imagine like he's like. Let her know that was going. We didn't talk about the stalker. We didn't. I was going to say. I didn't love it. Oh, I liked that it's self-aware. The, the hook is, uh, I think this ditzo likes me. Yeah, she tells you to fuck off with such class. It's yeah. it's like the first nice guy song. And mm-hmm. did you know that there's a Joker's card deck of many things style deck that mm-hmm. when you pull it, it makes you jack off in a backyard? You know what? That doesn't that doesn't surprise me. They sell that at concerts. No, I'm. Th- this is a joke because they they said uh, jacking off in the backyard. Somebody pulled a Joker's card, and it's like what? Here's the thing, though. You say that I absolutely believe that's a real product they sell. A deck of cards that like the game is you pull. It's, it's truth or dare essentially. Uh, except it's all dares. You pull a card at random, yeah. and then you have to enact out the dare. I wonder if that... that wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past them. In Juggalos Against Humanity, it's a Cards Against Humanity that ICP made, I believe. Sure. Uh, that's just all Juggalo references. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. we need to do an episode on Echo Side. The, we need to the, focus, because we still... Yes. I still, I still, I still the one, I, have to, I did have something to say about the stalker. I'm okay, glad we came up? back to this. Also, well, it's just on the, on the self-referential... I did really like the ending, 
how he sort of spirals. You can hear, I think it's Violent J is sort of spiraling out like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. And then the voices in his head keep just like, no, she likes you. She mm-hmm. thinks you suck. And then him just kind of repeating, I don't think she does. I don't think she does. That's upsetting. Yeah. Just, everything about this song is upsetting. And I think that's the point uh, we talked about before about how like they're talking about real sketchy, terrible shit so that we can talk about this sketchy, terrible shit so that... Mm-hmm. Like, like it's not like it, yeah, it's it's not just for commercial value. It's to address things like this. Um, Stalker made me very uncomfortable, but I think that was the point. I I'm trying to think of like movies and stuff where it is trying to talk down on like edge lord shit heels, but then yeah. edge lord shit heels are like, yeah, this is for us. Oh, Fight Club is a great example yes. for that. Yeah, things like yeah. that. All right, there you go. Sean gave yeah. us an example. Hey, that's why I'm here. Which song were you thinking? Because I'm. Thi- you uh, said Chop Chop. I specifically said Chop Chop, but again, kind of because it's only at 5:02 and it's easy. It's easiest to get through. I'm. I'm down with 17 dead. Uh, it, it's the only it reason. I, pretty iconic. The only reason I don't want to choose Chop Chop is because then we'll have. It's like, oh, Esham's on it. We're gonna choose that one because taste oh. we chose. Wait, wasn't Seventeen Dead the produced by Isham? Yeah, he's on it for he says like two bars, but Isham is specifically on and featured. Or you want you yeah. want to know what? Let's do Chop Chop. No, I I hear the thing. I think I think Seventeen Dead is the call. I think Seventeen Dead is a little more iconic. Okay, all right, um, and I'm okay with that. It's just it's it, it's it, for for like new people coming into ICP. It's just a six six minute forty five second song, you know. But I think there's stuff at the end you can skip through. I believe. Yeah, I can also see there is. An, I could see an argument for the stalker. I don't. I don't think we're gonna do it. I kind of no. like Seventeen Dead, but I think there's an argument for the stalker for again for just what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah, I was very absolute trigger warning. I was. I was very uncomfortable during the stalker. Um, but again, I think that was the point. Yeah. All right, then uh, we're, we're choosing 17 Dead. Yep, I'm okay with that. And now on to the Terror Wheel. What I is... suck her with my wang. No. Kidding. No, absolutely not. What's your that choice? Sucks. I think the dead body. Yeah, I want to say the dead body, man. And I was thinking the smog. That song is seven minutes and 45 seconds. But that's only because it has... Uh, how, okay, how long is dead body, man? Uh, Four minutes, 58 is yeah, do you want to know what? Let's do that because I know chicken yeah. hunting is going to be one of the choices for Riddlebox. We already know it. And then the, okay. uh, like, I don't want the other one because I think a song called, uh, I, I won't, no, I won't reveal well, it. I, and because on the full albums, we each get our own pick. Yeah. Uh, because we're doing two, this is why we're voting on one. Yep. So uh, yeah, let's do Dead Body Man. Okay. Okay, yeah, Dead Body Man. Uh, or if we, I mean, the, the, the shortest uh, song on the album I stuck her with my wing coming at three minutes, 51 seconds. I stuck her with my wing. No, they were like, oh, we need this to be its own track, guys. This needs to be its own album. I think we just, I think release an EP with I stuck her with my wing and just very various remixes of that one tune. Oh yeah. Let's do it. A club remix of stuck her with my wing. A A classical remix. remix. An orchestral remix. Sure. Oh Um, damn. Did you say acoustic yet? I said, oh, no, 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 but yes, yes, yes. Yeah, a ukulele as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, speaking on ukulele, uh, I was going to say, and uh, uh, an electric ukulele. One, my friend MC Deep does this thing called Yardapalooza, and I've performed at it uh, many times, but 
uh, one year our friend Tommy was playing and was like, need, like needed to like the electric uh, ukulele kept messing up. And he like in the middle of the set, as he's trying to like rework it, he's like, I guess you guys could guess I'm friends with the booker. It was very funny. <laughs> That's so that's that's cheeky fun. And yeah. you know what? If we're gonna make make it about ICP, that's the difference to me between I stuck her with my net wing and bugs on my nuts. I stuck it's you keep saying it wrong. I stuck her with my wing. Anywho. I would put the smog on like uh noble mentions or like a bone mm-hmm. like a hidden character. Yeah. Um because we're making the definitive, I don't want to put a seven minute forty five second song on there. That's just that's just hard. Yeah. I get that. I but should like, go with my wing. It's one of those, and because I think because we're making the definitive introductory playlist, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, it's one of those things like where it's, yeah, Smog's a hidden track, maybe. Like if if you're into it, if you're into like what you've been hearing so far, then yeah, go back and listen to the Smog. So this, I, it's not to take away from the Smog. It's just us. It's two songs in one at yeah. seven minutes forty five. It's 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 heavy. I want to bring something up. Uh, yeah. And, see and what this is think. the last thing. Uh, in regards to our list. I would be comfortable putting the smog on the list, but if that's the only thing from these two albums, because it's two songs, yeah, right? no, then no. Okay, I, I I wanted to put that out there. I'm not I'm not fighting the smog anymore. I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I am. Yeah, I think you want the smog. Should we get do you, should we get Nicole in? No, I mean we should get Nicole in because I, I like Nicole, but okay. like no, not for this. I, I yeah, but she was pissed you weren't in studio today. She's always at work. This is a well, one not, day where I could have been hanging out with you and Nicole. No, she's usually does not have Saturdays to work. The only okay. reason the first time it was free comic book day and they need all hands on deck. Then makes sense. Last weekend she was out of town for a bridal shower of her sisters. Well, I don't know her freaking ding dang old schedule. How stuck do with I? my wing? All right, guys. Next week we might have a guest. <laughs> We, I'm not sure. It depends on if his schedule works out. It's a rapper. He's from Murder House Records. I'll give you that little bit. Uh-huh. But it also might not. He might it, not be here. It also could be Tim Allen. You don't know. Yeah, I know his brother. Yeah, James knows his brother. And I know I know Marshland Monster. Uh, and speaking <laughs> of which, hey, guys, go over to MLMPod.com to find out information about my rap music. You can download a lot of it for free right there. Also about Mostly Speaking Sentai, this movie's gay, hit it, and crit it, and all the other MLM Pod Marshland Media podcasts. Then yeah. head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod where you can get exclusive Patreon podcasts such as Engage with Nicolas Cage, Talking About Beyblade, which Sean has been on once, hey, the Toku twice. Reading no Corner, once. and This Existed. Hey. That's $5 gets you all of that. It's every Friday you get a new podcast. But if you're a $10, you get you get cool streams, you get watch-alongs, but you also get shout-outs in every single free feed podcast. So let's begin watch there. Watch. We got Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z., The Waz, Orion, he's also a rapper. You can find him with D-F-O-Defo, Kayla, a.k.a. Two Grapes, Two Tyler grapes. Wright, Elliot W., who is at Garlic Sunshine on Instagram. Check out their artwork. And Jordan B., the Chaos Witch. Sean, what you got to plug? You know me, baby. I'm on uh, twitch.tv slash Kaiser. A lot of magic. A lot of lot void, ba- void bastards, maybe. I don't know. We play. We have fun. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, <gasps> at my name. Um, Sean Marciniak. I- 
make a lot of poop jokes. I found out about myself. I don't um, think you do. Uh, my, my Twitter is a lot of poop humor. It's mainly my mom responding back to you, which we don't have time to go into. Yo, yeah, but shout out to Margie every goddamn time. <laughs> it's how I sign off on Twitter. I'm not just... We don't have time to get into this. No. Listen to uh, Well Worn Boot. They're a band from Buffalo. They just got back together. <gasps> and they're fucking great. Yes. Uh, plug Well Worn Boot every time. Alrighty, guys. I've been James. I've been Sean. And this has been Shuffling, Shuffling the, the Deck. Deck. See you guys, motherfuckers. Nice. This has been a Marshland Media production, produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLMPod and sign up today. Ooh, should we try another intro, listeners? I mean, let's keep, let's, let's it's up to you. You're the one editing. I mean, uh, Marsh has to edit this one, Ringmaster. Well, it's up to you if you want to make this, him... I, I would cut it as uh, after the, should we do another intro? That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's fine. People, I, like, I think that's fine. Yeah. You think you got something out of that? Yeah. It'll cut yeah. together well, hopefully. I didn't, realize, this is the thing, I didn't realize what it was. So, like, you were giving me all these questions. Like, okay, cookie everything. That's well, my and usually when I just say, like, how are you doing? You go, I, 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 I'm doing I well. I do. I stutter a lot. Yeah. It's kind of like, I, I, I know that. I know that. I, hell, I did it just there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I've always done that. It's like when I get excited and I want to make a point. We got to we gotta get that out of you. Nah, I think that's part of my charm. Well, it's actually not <laughs> in the podcast because it gets edited out. People are probably like, wow, man, this he's so wordful and is, is good. And then the 45 minute hits and then it's like, wow, what? I guess they just did a long record. <laughs> All right, you you want to get back in? Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, this is all in. This is all gold, baby. No, this is not. This is like a <laughs> blooper that I put at the end. Yeah, blooper gold, baby.